Hey folks, this is Michael, and welcome to episode four of Tatter. So far, I have focused only on interviews with people who work and or live in Lewiston, Maine, or Auburn, Maine. Those are the two cities that I work and live in, respectively. Now, though, I am starting to widen the scope of Tatter, and this particular episode shifts to Portland, Maine. Last summer, I got to interview Hannah Harleen, who lives and works in the Portland area. At the time, Hannah was a radio personality, but she also performed as Vera Velvet, a member of Voulez-Vous Burlesque, one of several burlesque troops in Portland. Hannah, slash Vera, sat for two interviews with me while I was working on a documentary film about burlesque in Maine. I've pulled audio from one of those interviews in order to make this episode. This audio is not in the film, so you can only hear it here. This episode is titled, Multifunctional. I grew up in a place where a particular look was considered tr attractive, you know, blonde and athletic, and, and I was um, curvy and, you know, darker hair, and I remember, this is, this is a funny story, it's an awful story actually, um, when I was in high school, my vice principal, he came to see a rehearsal for a musical I was in, and he sort of pulled me aside during rehearsal, and he's like, you're really great, but you know... If you're thinking about trying to make it in Hollywood, there's a certain look you have to have. And I was like, what? first of all, why is my vice principal saying this to me? Second of all, you're just solidifying the stereotype, which is completely not true, you know, that there's only one type of way to be beautiful or attractive or, you know, if you don't look a certain way, you're worthless kind of thing. And I think I always kind of, I grew up not feeling pretty, not feeling attractive and sort of, yeah, I don't know. Apparently, Gold's Gym created an advertisement that it was just a photo of a pear, and I think it said, pear shapes are not, I don't even remember, it was basically just alluding to the fact that if you have a, a pear-shaped body, which I do, you know, smaller chest, bigger butt, um, that, you know, you need to come work out at our gym and get rid of that, because that's not, you know, pear shapes are not for girls or something like that, and it really upset me. Because, like I said, growing up, I've always had a pear shape, and I've always been made to feel self-conscious about that. Like, you're supposed to, you know, now Kim Kardashian booties are in, and before it used to be, like, being very thin. And so I reposted it, and I wrote a little, you know, a, a status just saying, you know what, I have a pear shape, and I'm perfectly fine with it. And it's not going to change. It's my body. It's genetics. There's nothing you can do. And why should you be upset about that? You should love it. I was actually born in Berkeley, California, where I spent 10 years of my life, 9, 10 years, and then uh, my family and I moved to Cape Elizabeth, Maine, where I grew up. also grew up part, partly in South Portland, Maine, which is where I live now. I got started in burlesque just this year, earlier this year. I saw a group that was auditioning called Strip Wrecked, 
burlesque, and a friend of mine was the director. And she had reached out to me a couple times, you should audition because I love to dance. Um, and I'm not a trained dancer, I haven't been dancing my whole life, it's really sort of new. I've been doing musical theater and, you know, some dance classes here and there, modern dance, but usually it was more hip-hop. And she saw, she had seen me dance before, and she's like, you're really good, you should audition for my group. And I thought about it, and then I was like, maybe I should do it, but, you know, also, what are people going to think? What's my mom going to think? What are, you know, what's work going to think? But I also, you know, I'm 25, going on 26 very soon, and I was like, you know, I'm an adult woman. So um, instead of thinking about what other people were going to think of me, I decided to audition for the group and I got in and I was really glad that I did because it, right off the bat, I felt sexier, I felt more confident in my body and I was dancing again. I hadn't danced in you know a long time. And then I later joined Voulez-Vous Cabaret um, which I'm currently a part of that group, and it's just been my stage presence. You know, I went from being really shy, even though I'm I'm a radio personality, and I've been performing since I was a little girl, since I was five, really. Um, I'd always kind of been not super comfortable in my own skin, and I really was trying to find ways to to work on that. And you know, sometimes just being on stage is enough. Being in your costume and your makeup, and sometimes that's enough. But burlesque really just opened me up so much more. I feel, and it's not just about being sexy, it's just like, I'm, I'm in my bra and underwear, and I mean, it's, you're, just, you're just burying your whole, your, your soul, your whole body, and it, yeah, it forced me to just be more comfortable. I think for women in our society and societies all over the world, there's definitely, what do they call it, the virgin, Poor complex where it's like you're supposed to be innocent and pure and demure and you know at the same time you're supposed to be alluring to men but then if you're too much either direction you're a prude or you're a slut or whatever and do I consider commercial stripping sex work I didn't really know that sex work that's something that you called for example, prostitution is sex work. That's not something that I really understood until I went to college and I took some sociology classes and I learned more about what sex work is. And I guess that also was another place that opened my eyes rather than being judgmental of people who, who participate in sex work, whether it's prostitution, pornography, anything, you know, that opened up my eyes too. And I think, I think striptease is a form of, of sex work because you are selling your body and sexuality for money. So is it like, you know, a better or worse form of sex work? Is it, you know, I, I don't, def I definitely don't see it being, it's just, it's just falls under the category and it's, yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's interesting though, because it's like, what's, that's actually an interesting, very interesting thing. What is the line between maybe I don't know, because I remember hearing somebody come to the show that I'm in and saying, oh, I've never been to a topless bar. And it's like, that, this isn't a topless bar. This is a, a club that, you know, where we have burlesque and cabaret. So tell me then whether or not you consider burlesque to be sex work. <laughs> I've never 
thought about burlesque being sex work because, to be honest, I wouldn't feel comfortable with myself saying that I am a sex worker or I do sex work. I look at burlesque as a different form of entertainment. But then again, striptease, that's entertainment for people too. But it's, it's just a different context, you know? I think burlesque is definitely more of a form of entertainment, a celebration of your body and striptease. It's really, I mean, there's definitely a lot of stigma that comes with going to a strip club, I feel. Whereas burlesque, there's less of a stigma. There's still a little bit of a stigma. I mean, there are people in the group that I'm in and just other women that I know who participate in a burlesque that have to hide it from their professional life because if they're the places that they work, if they knew, if they saw photos, they would lose their job. They wouldn't be able to get hired certain places. If she's not here, so I won't name the performer, but there's at least one per solo performance in your current show that involves some very sexy floor work. Mm -hmm. uh, and there's no comedy. It's sexy dancing and floor work. Right. Does that begin to blur the line? That's a really good question. I know you're talking about it too. And that's one of my favorite numbers in the show. Oh, I love the number. Yeah. But does it blur the line? I'm really going to take a second to think about this because I really feel like if we were all just more comfortable with sex in our bodies and sexuality, then there would be no line and who cares, really. Because everybody's a sexual being and I feel like in some ways, having to go and kind of, like, be privately, like, going to a strip club and, I mean, it almost feels grimy and it shouldn't because naked bodies are naked bodies. And, yes, we have hormones and biology says that we should be, you know, we, we all like sex. We all want to, like, if we see someone that's attractive, we're like, ah. But it's just, yeah, it's weird because I've never thought of it that way. Like, why is there a line at all um, if we were, as a culture, as a... As just as people, we were just more comfortable about sex and body, naked bodies, period. I think that maybe, maybe it would be less of a question, but. Um, so why do you think you have to wear pasties? Like, why do those rules get set? Yeah, the only reason I know, like, legally we have to, you can't show nipples um, unless it's a, a strip club. Female nipples. Female nipples. It's so dumb to me now, especially. I mean, it's always been kind of dumb. I've always wondered, like, why can guys show their nipples and women can't? Especially because breasts are sexualized and they really shouldn't be. They're for breastfeeding babies. Although, you know, when you see a nice rack, you can't help but be like, well, that's a nice rack. But it's so stupid. <laughs> I don't understand it at all. I really don't. They're multifunctional. Yeah. Food, but also they have come to They've be, come to be, be and I think it, and that, that's fine. I mean, it doesn't really upset me so much, the sexualization of, of women's breasts. I mean, in certain contexts, yeah, that's appropriate. But when a woman is out, like, breastfeeding her baby and it's, like, a problem, like, what? Why do you have to look at it that way? Although, I have to say, I think it's sexier wearing pasties. I like not fully showing my breasts because it's, like, Kind of like, what's hidden underneath that pasty? And plus, the pasties are always really fun in our show. They're very... Like, the one that we do for Miss um, Baltimore Crabs, the number from uh, Hairspray? Yeah, from Hairspray. 
they're crab pasties, and that's funny. That's so, that's like clever and funny. So I think it's a way to be creative and also a little sexy, but I, I really think like I like wearing pasties just just because I actually, I just feel sexier wearing them. It's like, ooh, I'm hiding a little bit of something. But So this question may be too personal, but have you surprised your boyfriend with pasties before then? He's seen the show, so he's seen me in pasties, and I haven't really ever asked him what he thinks about it. I'm sure he thinks it's sexy, but, you know, I have all these pasties now that I bought from, you know, for the show. I'm like, maybe I'll use these outside the show. I consider myself a feminist, generally speaking. And if you don't consider yourself a feminist, I don't want to have anything to do with you, really. But when it relates to burlesque, that's something I haven't thought about, actually. Um, I mean, it's, it's empowering as a woman, as a feminist woman. All women should be feminists, in my opinion, in my humble opinion ownership of your body it's not it's it's not always just about sexiness it's like this is my body you can't tell me what to do with it or not do with it and I'm going to do with it what I want to do with it I feel like that makes me more of an empowered feminist and an, and an empowered woman um, I think some people would be like well sex work or you know and I'm, I'm not to say burlesque is sex work but you know you're not empowering yourself by taking your clothes off I used to agree with that, and I don't think it's always true. We're not simply taking our clothes off for the hell of it. It's part of a bigger picture. I think specifically with this group, with this group that I'm in, body positive burlesque is a huge feminist. That's, that's very much a feminist thing because all different shapes and sizes. I mean, like I said before, it's not about celebrating one type of body that is the perfect woman's body. So I do want to play devil's advocate, though, against this idea that um, uh, your burlesque troupe is body positive. So I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to push back against that. Okay. Um, yes. You should. Yes. Yeah. Yes, there are um, some physical bodies in your troupe that are bigger and curvier than the stereotypical ideal of a female body in current Western culture. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, most of the women in your troupe are 20-something mm. thin mm -hmm. white women. So aren't you, aren't you actually just mm. reproducing, so maybe to a lesser extent, but still reproducing that same standard of value? I don't disagree with that at all. I think you really kind of opened my eyes. To, I mean, it's easy for me as a white woman with a, in, in my 20s with a, an okay body, like not perfect, but, you know, on the thinner side comparatively. I'm looking at it as body positive for me as a per, like personally, on a personal level, because... There are things I'm self-conscious about, but when I'm in this group, I feel less self-conscious because there are other people that have imperfections or things that they're... So I think maybe it's body positive more internally and less like 
Yeah, because we have one, maybe two women in our group that are a little on the overweight side or on the heavier side. But yeah, I mean, there are a lot of thin women, and there's, and we're all white, and we're all in our 20s. The group that I was in before, Stripwrecked, what I liked about that group was that there were women of all different, I mean, not, and we were all white too, but there was a woman in her 60s, you know, an older body, and I thought that was cool because she did not give a shit. She didn't give a shit at all. Who thought she, you know, shouldn't be doing burlesque because she, she was very confident, and I thought that pushed a boundary that was, you know, and there were short and tall and, you know, fat and not fat women and whatever, and that, that was a little bit more diverse in a certain sense, and we did have a woman of color in that group, actually, the director. Um, I don't know if you've interviewed her, but um, I think she goes by um, Ginger Rita. She's the one person I've worked with, um, you know, who is of mixed background and yeah, that group is certainly more diverse in a lot of ways, but I think when we say that we're a body positive burlesque group, I think it's interesting that you pointed that out. It's, it's, I don't know. I think because we're so confident, like we hopefully it's like reaches out to other people like, oh, they're seeing these women. And, but the truth is that none of us do have perfect bodies. Yeah, but I mean, if, if, if I were, pardon the interruption, but no, if I fine. were, I wonder if, mm. um, say, a bigger woman might look at your troupe and hear you saying, all bodies mm-hmm, are welcome, mm-hmm. and even seeing that the director is curvy and another cast member is curvy, mm-hmm. still might say, yeah, that's two, but then the majority of the cast is thin. Do I really want to? be in the minority. Right. And maybe they self-select out. Yeah. Because they don't want to stand out. Mm-hmm. Whereas if, say, That's half or majority were curvy, they might not feel as salient. And so maybe there's, there's you clearly got a critical mass of thin women, mm-hmm. but maybe you don't have a critical mass of curvy women. And does that lead other curvy women not to self-select in? Does, that, does that make sense? It does. I think of it from a different perspective because when I look at the women's bodies that are in the group, like I said, you compare. As a woman, you're like, oh, she's got, you know. I mean, we all have different breast sizes, the size of our our butts and our hips. They're all different in that way, and I think they're much smaller differences that we all pick up on. And so, therefore, it's like body positive because this person's really thin and this person maybe has a little bit of a bigger butt. But in terms of real diversity and real body positivity, I think some something that would be a little bit more true body positive burlesque would certainly be women of different um, racial backgrounds, ethnic backgrounds, weight. But also something that I'm just thinking about now, someone who maybe has a physical handicap who's in a burlesque group, someone who's in a wheelchair, someone who's missing a, le- a limb or something, that would be... That would be more true to body positive burlesque in, in, in that sense because it's like, that's something that's a little less normal. Have there ever been any times, and if there have been, tell me about them, when you have felt uh, objectified on stage and define objectified however you mm-hmm. want? I kind of, you know... 
going into doing something like burlesque, you know that people are looking at your body and whether or not they're judging it, however they're judging it, they're looking at your body and they're being, I don't know, maybe it turns people on, maybe they like your body. That's, I, I don't totally see that as objectification. I don't see me being on stage and showing my body as objectifying myself or people objecting, objectifying me. I think that, I think that that probably does happen. But I don't, I don't know. I, I feel like I don't think about it because I'm like, this is, I'm doing this for my own purpose. I've never experienced it. I've never been like, guys come up to me like, ooh, let me take you home. Like, you're probably like, like easy because you're on stage showing your boobs. It's like, I never feel like anybody's approached me about that in real life. I've definitely had people actually, now that I'm thinking about it, once I started doing burlesque and I started posting photos, which is like, I'm never going to post a photo of myself on, in Pasties because I don't really quite feel that comfortable. But I would post photos backstage of maybe me in a bra and underwear and, you know, try to make it as classy as possible, however you want to put it. I started getting more messages from guys. And I expected it in some way and didn't expect it in other ways. It was like guys who were my friends who didn't want anything to do with me before. They're like, eh. Because I used to be kind of, um, I think people make an assumption about me, like, oh, she's sweet and innocent. She would never, you know, it's such a weird thing. It's like, I feel like guys have not necessarily approached me right off the bat because they're like, oh, she's sweet. She's not going to be someone we just want to take home. And But as soon as I put it out there that I'm in burlesque, it's like they make an assumption that, well, now she's just going to. I'm going to come on to her and she's just going to want, she's just going to want it because she does burlesque, so that must mean something. So I've definitely experienced that, and it's been very upsetting. It's like guys that I used to think were kind of nice, and then they're like, hey, send me some photos. What are you doing right now? I'm up. I'm up late. You want to chat? And I'm like, you saw a photo of me in my underwear from, from a burlesque show that I'm in. I'm not a stripper. You need, even if I was a stripper, I mean, I, I definitely know. I'm thinking of one other woman in particular who dances um, in the old port, I think maybe at like 51 Wharf or one of those places, and she's a dancer, and I'm sure, I've never seen her dance, but I've, I've, I've seen photos, and you know, they wear things that are, they're showing a lot of skin, and I've read stuff that she's written, like on Facebook, and she gets objectified all the time, people make assumptions, she must be, you know, really easy, or like slutty, so I'm just gonna try to approach her, and it's like, just because a woman takes ownership of her body and wants to feel sexy. And yeah, I mean, attention is nice sometimes, but that kind of attention, making assumptions about me, I, yeah, I definitely have experienced it. Not totally all the time in person. Usually it's like I'll get Facebook messages from people. I almost forgot about that. I kind of tried to put it out of my mind because it was really upsetting for me. I was like, it made me feel gross. And it also made me feel like, oh, I only have one purpose to serve you. You, you can't appreciate me for any of the other things I do. And because you make an assumption about who I am, oh, she's really sweet and she's probably not, you know. I'm like, I can be a nice person and also do burlesque. And I can also make my own choices, sexually speaking. Like, if I want to put myself out on stage and be sexy or really it's, it's, yeah, it's going back to that Madonna whore complex that it's a problem for a lot of women. There are two people I can think of right off the bat. If I were going to train somebody in burlesque, all the things I've learned, my mom and my sister. Two very different reasons. My sister has a disability, 
a physical um, and mental handicap. And you wouldn't know it meeting her because she's come a long way, but there are definitely things that you notice. And one of the, the big things, um, I'll explain a little bit about what it is. When she was a baby, she became sick with encephalitis and it damaged her brain. And so she has a lot of you know visual impairment, visual processing issues, but that also plays into her not totally feeling comfortable in her body. She's not really always sure how to move her body. She doesn't feel comfortable dancing. And I remember I've tried to like, we've gone out together and I've tried to like dance with her and like try to help her move her body. It's always really hard for her. She's beautiful and I feel like she doesn't realize how beautiful she is. And I think in one way, I would want to show Chloe how to own her body, move her body, feel comfortable with her sexuality and all of those things. As a sister, maybe that's weird, but I mean, just being a woman and having a woman's body and just understanding that and knowing how to, I mean, burlesque has helped me do that, entertainment purposes aside, you know. So I think for her, I would want to help her. So the other person that I would want to train in burlesque, teach them the ways of burlesque, the things that I've learned, is my mother. And the reason why is because growing up, you know, my mom, I think has always been insecure about her own body. And that has kind of affected our relationship because she feels self-conscious about her body and so sometimes she she will project her own feelings onto me about my body. She'll say things about my body and really it's her own insecurity. And I think sometimes she doesn't want to view me as a woman and view me as a sexual being and view me as someone who can walk around and dance around on stage in her underwear and it's acceptable. And I want my mom to learn to love her body and love herself. And that, that's one of the things burlesque has helped me do. So yeah, I would, I, would wanna, I would wanna show my mom, you know. And it's funny because my mom's supposed to be my mom. She's the older of the two of us. But I feel like there's still things anybody can teach anybody, whether you're younger or older and whether you're a mother or daughter. And I think she's always wanted to have that relationship. Like, I'm the mother, you're the daughter. I can't learn anything from you. But I've learned a tremendous amount, and I'm not going to say I blame her for the way that I am and my lack of confidence. I think it's a lot of things, but I feel like, you know, if she were more confident with herself and her body, maybe I would be a little bit more that way myself. So I think that's something that, maybe that is strange, like teaching your mom and your sister, but it's not, again, it's not about the sexiness aspect. It's about, like, just confidence and loving your body from that perspective. So everyone, no matter what race, gender, sexuality, wherever you are on the spectrum in life, if you get the chance to try burlesque or take a burlesque class or something like that, I think you should because it's opened me up to so much and not just, um, it's not just about confidence. It's opened me up to a whole new world of performing. It's opened me up to so many different things. I don't know. I feel like everyone should try it. That's all for Tatter this time. I want to wholeheartedly thank Hannah Harleen, a.k.a. Vera Velvet, for agreeing to be interviewed. I'm grateful to her and all the burlesque performers who let me film them and making my documentary. And now it's time for a shameless plug. 
to see the film, including Hannah's appearance, keep your eyes peeled for a documentary called Witchcraft Blue. I'm submitting to film festivals now, so I hope it gets in near you or that you can see it some other way eventually. For now, check out Witchcraft Blue on Twitter. And more importantly, thanks for listening.